Hey there, my name is Kim, and this is my podcast, Power Up Your Performance. I believe that we have the power to rewrite our stories, change the trajectory of our lives, pour love into the world, conquer monumental challenges, and that movement can be a catalyst for change. Let's grow together. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance. Hey, hey, welcome to the show. My name is Kim Peek, and I am so excited you're here. I want to help you cultivate your dream life so you can live a life that is rich beyond your wildest imagination. We have control over so much more than we think we do. We have the power to change our thinking, to change our reactions, and change our behaviors so that we can create a life that we love. If there are things in your life that you are not happy with, you do not have to tolerate them. You just don't. A few years ago, I did an episode where I shared that my word of the year was aloha. I had just gotten back from Hawaii, and I love Hawaii. It's been a dream of mine for years to live in Hawaii someday. And in that podcast, I shared that the circumstances just weren't right for me to make a big move at that moment. And so what I decided to do instead was to make the spirit of Hawaii part of my everyday life. I wanted to incorporate some of the things that I love about Hawaii into my life every day, whether that meant something like eating more pineapple or treating the day of the week like picking one day of the week and acting like I was on vacation, going on maybe a little staycation or a little day trip in my community, spending more time near the sun and the water, or chilling outside with a book more often, or just making a point to slow down and not be in such a hurry. You know what it's like to be on Hawaii time? Things just move slower there, and everybody's okay with it. Or maybe even taking little mental vacations to the beach, kind of like little mini meditations where you put away your phone, put away your computer, close your eyes, and imagine being at that perfect spot on the beach. I just love going to the beach, guys. You probably already know that if you've listened to many of my episodes. And then also just treating everybody like they are your ohana, like they're your family. In Hawaii, everybody's your family, everybody's your bro. And it's just, I just love it because of the friendliness and the food and the fun and the sun and the water. Yeah, that's my thing. Anyway, my point is, you don't have to make big changes in your life to find happiness. You can make little tiny changes. You can use the power of your mind to take you to your happy spot. Creating your dream life starts with your mindset. And one of the things that I find really helps me is to get used to a journaling practice, to get out my journal every day and write. And then within that time, I have affirmations that I repeat. So I wanted to share an affirmation with you and adopt this one on your own or come up with your own, whatever. But if you are wanting to make that leap and you don't know where to start, sometimes just a simple affirmation will help. So here is one I want you to repeat to yourself if you're open to that. And that is, I am strong. I am powerful. I am creating my dream life. 
I am open to the opportunities around me. Every choice I make is a vote for the future I am choosing. Pretty simple, right? But it's empowering. And I will cover this in a different episode, but I want to go back to what I just said about journaling too. If you are having a hard time adopting any kind of a habit, one of the best recommendations I have for you is to start a daily journaling habit. It can be on your phone. It can be in a Word doc, a Google doc, on paper. The point is you wake up every morning and you do it first thing. That's my preferred time. I mean, I guess you could do it before you go to bed, but I like to do it first thing because then you ask yourself some of the same questions every day and you go over your goals every single morning. That is the reason, if you think about it, that we don't stick to New Year's resolutions because those things that we're wanting to do don't stay top of mind. So maybe what if, Instead of saying, I'm going to exercise every day, or I'm going to lose so many pounds, or I'm going to start this business, or create this project, and the project seems so big and impossible, what if we just first said, I'm going to start journaling? And then every day, you look at your journal, you remind yourself of those goals, and they're always top of mind that way. You're not going to forget about your goals. And then within that journal, Then we start to break down all of the steps that it takes to achieve that goal. And we start breaking those things into smaller pieces, visualizing ourselves accomplishing those things. And before we know it, we have created our dream life. Now, this is something that today's guest knows all about. Today's guest is a women's transformation coach who helps women create a life that is true to them and their sole purpose. Petia Kolovova's mission is to help women who are on the path to healing from past wounds move through their limiting beliefs and internal blocks so they can finally do what they want to do and what feels good to them. She pairs feminine flow with strategic planning to give entrepreneurs immense clarity and exact steps to transition from side hustler to CEO. If she's not interviewing on her podcast, Unapologetically Abundant, Working out or reading, you will find her in nature, disconnecting from the world and connecting to herself. I hope you will enjoy this interview with Petia Kolovoba. Welcome to the show, Petia. I am so excited to talk to you today. How are you? I am doing wonderful, Kim, and what an honor to be here with you and your listeners today. So I want to find out first... How did you first get interested in personal development and self-love? I think that's a great question. And I feel like uh, now when I look back, I just see that if we're not growing, we're dying. And that's how I felt for the first three decades of my life, that I was just going through the motions and on the outside, everything looked great. And on the inside, I just felt like I'm dying coming from a background where, you know, my accent, Czech Republic, small little town where I grew up. It's everything. It's really very small minded. Everything is based on comparing yourself with others, proving yourself to others. And uh, that's how it was when I was growing up. I grew up in the scarcity mindset, feeling there is not enough money, not enough time, not enough love. You have to be fighting. You have to be working really hard. 
and uh, proving yourself. So you even deserve the space here on earth and with other ones. So going from like, a family that where my stepfather was physically and mentally abusive just reaffirmed that the leading me into toxic relationship with myself, with my body, bulimia of two decades, toxic relationships with men. And when I was almost 30, I just knew that something has to change. Because when I was 18, I ran away from home and because my stepfather really beat me up and I started to live with a man who was, again, mentally abusive and physically abusive because I didn't know better. And when I lived that life, I just didn't want to. So when I was 18, I attempted for suicide. And when I was 30, I was getting into that depression again when everything looked great on the in- outside and on the inside, I felt so empty. So that's what led me onto the journey of personal development because I knew something has to change. And outsourcing my happiness and worthiness, it's not going to do it anymore. So I started, you know, researching, and this is like a decade ago. So it wasn't as easy as now, like podcasts and coaches and mentors and like courses for every single thing you might be feeling, right? So back then I was just looking at YouTube and Google and thankfully I found Louise Hay and Dr. Wayne Dyer and Tony Robbins and Les Brown. And these people gave me hope. These people gave me hope that no matter where you're coming from, you can change how you're living and who you're being. So that's how my journey really started. I feel like it was like continuous journey and it's still continuing. There is no like we got there, we're done. But that's that was the biggest like shift when I realized something has to change and I embarked on my growth journey. Now, I, I always get this quote wrong, but I always said, reminded me of this quote, something like, you know, you can live to be 100 years old, but die in your 30s. Mm-hmm. Meaning that you stop living early, you stop. And I think that's the essence of what you're talking about is really making sure that you're not just going through the motions, but that you're actually living and feeling everything mm-hmm. in your life. What do you think about that? Absolutely. I know I know what quote do you have in mind. I don't remember exactly, so I don't <laughs> want to like butcher it either. But it's true. Like we give up on our dreams. We give up on our hopes. We start living in the, just in a matrix. We start living in a world that has been constructed for us, listening everyone around us instead of trusting ourselves, our intuition. It's so important to go back to your body and starting to really listening to yourself and tuning in what feels right for you and what doesn't instead of listening everyone else, because no one else is you. No one else will have all the answers. So a lot of people in this space will talk about playing small. What does it mean to you to play small? It's so funny, Kim, you're saying it because I I posted a quote about it just today on my Instagram. Yeah. And I said, please stop hiding. You're not here to play small. So it's funny you're bringing it up. I feel like when, you know, we are saying we're playing it small, we're playing it safe. We're playing it so we don't bother anyone. We don't upset anyone. We are looking around and we are trying to fit. So we are, and, and it's just instinctual, right? Like when baby 
baby is born, baby will do anything to get your attention to survive. And you as a mom, you know that. Mm-hmm. Like kids will do anything to survive at the beginning, right? Crying, calling your attention. And we learn very quickly, what do we have to do to get the attention, to please people, to be loved, to feel safe? However, we keep doing it. And it doesn't matter if you are five years old or 20 or 40 years old, we keep doing that just so we can feel safe, just so we can feel loved. And it's not the right kind of love because it's very conditional. Oh, if I do this, then you will do this for me. If I behave this way, then you will like me. So playing it small, it's really not asking yourself, what is your fullest potential? What is your truth? What do you truly desire? What example are you setting to your kids? I'm not, so I'm not physically mom yet. I feel like all of my clients are like my kids, no matter their age, because Mm -hmm. I have this motherly and nurturing like vibe and instinct. So I, I feel like we are setting the example by who we are being for other people around us. So it's very important for us to be true to who we really are. What do you say to somebody who, I think there's a lot of people out there who are going around going, there's more to life. I'm not living up to my potential. I know that there's something better out there for me. What do you say to that person to help them get moving in a direction that's going to change their life? Hmm. Everything happened these past two years. I even had an event in Las Vegas where we had almost 100 women for the weekend and it was called Meant for More. Because deep, deep inside, we know we are meant for more. Sometimes we just don't know what that more is. Because like I said, there are so many layers of conditioning. So it always comes back to the basics. It always comes back into understanding yourself, into understanding who you really are. So that's where I start with my clients or women who come to my retreat. Because you really get to understand who are you? What are your core values? What are your non-negotiables in your life? What are you not willing to settle on? So that's the first part, like know thyself, right? Know what are your core values and then take an inventory of your life and really see, am I living it or am I allowing something else happen in my life? And the second, that's something that I discovered just like two, three years ago, a human design. I started to do human design reading because human design, it's a beautiful modality that it's spirituality and science all married in one because it has I Ching, astrology, Kabbalah, quantum physics inside of it. And it helps you understand who are you, who you really are, what is your design, what helps you to be aligned, aligned with your life, aligned with who you really are. Because only when you're true to who you really are, you can get a gift that are for you, right? It's like... When you are going out there and pretending that you love yellow roses just because it's trendy right now, well, your husband will bring you yellow roses. And then deep inside, you're like, oh, but the white ones are so much nicer and would like fit in my decor and bring me so much more joy. How people or the universe or God, whatever you believe in, is supposed to bring you what it's meant for you if you're pretending, if you're not aligned with who you truly are. So human design absolutely shifted my life. And even like understanding your family, understanding the people around you, it's very eye-opening. So when you know who you truly are, that's when you can start shifting and changing because then you are, it's so much easier than we make it to be yourself. It's so much harder to be wearing masks, pretending, people pleasing, everyone around you. You will 
you know, come to the end of your day and you will be frustrated and bitter and angry because you feel that you're giving so much and not receiving the same. What do you think is a good first step for starting to show up as you really are to take off that map? You got to know who you are, right? So Mm -hmm. if you want to show up like yourself, you got to know who you really are. So I would start with the core values, really. And there is a very easy exercise that my uh, mentor a few years ago did with me that literally changed my life. I let go of my first business. I let go of my five-year relationship. I let go of my clients, everything. It was scary, but I realized that I wasn't really living true to who I really am. So this exercise, it's just taking a big sheet of paper, divide it in two. And on one side, you write things you don't stand for, the things you don't Mm -hmm. like. And on the other side, the things you do stand for, that you believe in. And so it's 20 things and 20 things on each side. So for example, I don't stand for hate. I stand for love. I don't stand for cheating. I stand for loyalty. And you will just go back and forth because it's so much easier for us to say, what do we don't want? Because sometimes mm-hmm. like you come to the people and what do you really want in life? And they're like, I don't want these politics. I don't want these restrictions. I don't want these rules. I don't want my husband to be snoring. I don't want my kids mm-hmm. to be loud. I was like, Okay, so what do you do want? So looking at the opposite, it's so much easier. So write down what you don't stand for and then write the opposite, okay? And when you have that on what you do stand for, pick three things that you do stand for that are non-negotiable. For me, it was almost five years ago now, generosity, loyalty, and growth. They're still the same for me. I changed, I evolved, but my core values are still core. So when I realized that, I took inventory of my life and I realized that my relationship wasn't reflecting it. My clients were not reflecting it. My business wasn't reflecting it. So I had to change. I had to change and release some things. You can dump them right away. Some things you just got to like take your time and create a space. That was the first step. And that's something that anyone can do because what I really desire for people who are listening right now is that after this episode, you can pause it and take a note and do the exercise. But if you really write down one actionable steps, one thing that you will really do and create and take an action, because just think about it. So often... We listen to the podcast, we listen to the things that will make us like feel better when we are on. And then we go back into the rut. We go back into doing the same things over and over again. And then we're frustrated why nothing is changing. Well, because you're not changing. So I'm really willing that you take one thing and you will run with it and stick with it. And even if it's just these core values, It's going to change everything for you. And I know it because it did change everything for me. I love that. It makes a lot of sense. The other thing I wanted to go back to that you talked about was the white flower versus the yellow flower thing. Now, I know that there's probably some listeners here who don't believe that manifesting is a thing that's too out there maybe for them. But in your example, you proved or you showed exactly how we can manifest something we don't want, even if we don't believe in manifesting. Yeah. It's so fascinating. Elaborate on that. 
you don't have to believe because it's, do you believe in gravity? It doesn't matter if you believe or no, the gravity is there. It's just a universal loss. So what we will focus on, we will attract. Like I said, this is not woo-woo. This is science. This is scientists who are studying the brain and its functions. When you focus on something, there is this example going around that you're thinking like, oh, I want a new car. I want to buy a new white Volvo. Suddenly you start to see it everywhere. And it's not because it wasn't there before. You were not paying attention to it. So it's like your energy, your focus will just put you in the direction of it. So in the past, for example, I was thinking that all men cheat because that's what I experienced. I saw my mm -hmm. stepfather cheating on my mother, my biological father leaving my mother and not caring for family. And that's the kind of man that I always had. And then I told myself, I would rather be alone than believe this lie And even my grandma, she always told me like, you are too good. You're too good for men. You're doing like, you're too nurturing. You have to let them work hard for you. Like, you know what, grandma? I believe that the right man will appreciate me, that the right man will love that I love cooking and that I love baking and that I love preparing his lunch and things like that. I didn't buy into those beliefs. And then I chose, okay, I will rather be alone than believe that all men cheat. I can have 10 dogs. I'm fine with that. I'm a dog lover and dog mom. I would rather have 10 dogs than one cheating husband, you know, which is what I did in my first marriage. So that's how I was really able to attract a man who is loyal, who is family oriented, because you know what, like you can call it love of attraction, or you can call it like in life, we don't get what we want. We get what we settle on as Tony Robbins says. And I truly believe it because If I would keep focusing like all men are cheating, then I will get a proof of it because that is my belief. I believe that there are men who are loyal, who are faithful, who are without kids because like I'm 38 now. So I'm like finding a man in his 30s who is kidless because I want to have my own kids. It's a miracle itself. And my current husband, love of my life, he is seven years younger and he's super excited to start family with me. So We can call it love of attraction, or you can just call it your focus. Love that. So what are some other ways that we can focus or attract on the things that we do want more of in our lives? Hmm, that's a brilliant question, Kim. And if you would have asked me like 40 years ago, my answer would be different than it is today, because as we learn and grow, um, we change like what we believe in. So mm -hmm. in the past, I would say you have to sit down and be very specific on what do you want, your desires, and mainly believe that it's possible for you because so often we feel undeserving and unworthy. And that's really stopping us. If you don't believe that you are worthy and deserving, then nothing will really help you. But now what I learned also through human design is that there are two types of manifestos, like how are we creating things in our life? And one, it's specific, And one, it's non-specific. So like I said, in the past, I would just tell you, sit down and journal and write down like all of the details that you want. And I would swear by it that it works because I am a specific manifester. So I am meant to be bringing in things by like the details. However, as I said, I learned there is specific and non-specific. So it's not just black and white. So for specific manifestors, I would say 
sit down and write down all of the details. Like you want to create, you want to attract, or you want to buy a new house, sit down and you say it has five rooms and it has a big living room because family of 10 will be sitting there and we have a big backyard where we are playing like all of the details. If you're non-specific, then I would say go more general. I want a home that feels cozy. I want a home that our big family can fit in. I want a home that I feel safe. I want a home that it's close to nature. So being more general when you're non specific. It's crucial. And you don't have to like, the ideal is go and and get your free human design chart online or find uh, someone who can do a reading. I started to do reading for my clients because it's mind blowing what it can really do for you. But you can really ask yourself, is writing down the details, bringing you things that you really want, does it excite you? Does it make you feel happy to be alive? Or are you feeling constricted? Because the non-specific manifestors, they will feel very constricted and they will feel very frustrated because they don't want to be put in the box and go into the details because they're like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. They are meant to tap into the visions and they're meant to tap into the feelings. So really ask yourself, does it help me to have a general idea of what I want and then I bring it into my life or something even better than your non-specific? Because with non-specific, it's just, oh, I'm feeling like I want to, I don't want to eat home today. I want to go to some fun restaurant. And you will have a time of your life. When you're specific, you're like, I really want to order the pizza and I want a four, I want a cheese and I want a olives and whatever mushrooms. So you will be specific and then you will be happy and then you will get it. So again, it all goes back to understanding yourself and getting out of the conditioning because human design, it's really science of differentiation because you are so unique. Can people really manifest money? Absolutely. I did it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, it's just, what are you believe that you can have? What are you really believing that you can create in your life? I feel like money, it's just such a like hot topic. And I always go back to what is your relationship with money right now? How are you feeling with the relationship with money? The thing is that I used to treat money as a booty call. Now I want you, now I don't. Now I want mm-hmm. you, now I don't. And then I would ignore money for a month. And then I would freak out to even look at my credit card statements. So with the money, it really starts with the basic premise. Would you like to be treated the way you're treating your money? It's hmm. a very simple question. Yeah. Because in the past, I would not. Because I was ignoring it. I was abusing yeah. it. I was neglecting it. And now we do weekly money dates with my husband. We go and we either do it at home and just put some candles and and like nice music and journal about letter to money, like writing a letter to money. Hmm. And then we just track and see what are our incomes, what are our investments. So we are current. So we really created the relationship that it's loyal and trusting. And so it's not woo-woo. Again, it's like, how are you focusing on? If you're focusing on money and you are like, I'm afraid that there is not enough. I'm afraid I don't have a good relationship. I don't want to deal with it. Like, how do you want to bring more money in your life if you're treating it this way? So when you change your relationship with money, it will want to hang out with you. It will want to be in your life. You're trusting it. You're respecting it. More of it will come. Yeah, I feel like this is similar to that saying, what you appreciate, appreciates. 
my favorite. There, wherever you're putting your focus is mm-hmm. what is going to improve for you. So even looking at somebody's social media, if you're putting all your time on Instagram and somebody comes to you and says, oh, let's increase your Facebook subscribers or your Facebook impressions. Of course, you've been neglecting Facebook. So your numbers aren't where they need to be because you've been putting all your energy over here. Or it goes back to the same thing about the grass is always greener, right? On the other side of the fence, the grass is greener on the other side of the fence because maybe that's where you've been. Oh, yeah, what's over there? So I I really love what you're saying there just about, I mean, focus, because what you focus on is where you're going to see the results. That makes so much sense to me. Absolutely. And I also remember I used to like binge watch Tony Robbins and he was talking about like relationship. And he said that when you treat the end of your relationship, like the beginning of your relationship, there will never be an end. And I took it to my heart. Just think about it. Like when you start with the relationship with someone like, oh, honey, do you want this? Do you want that? Like, how can I help you? And you're like, you're so amazing. And then year five, 10 passed by and oh my God, you're doing this again. So I always make time and always make it like priority said my husband feels appreciated. He feels seen, he feels heard and he treats me like a queen every single day. So it's very important, like you said, what we appreciate appreciates our friendships, our relationships, the relationship and we have with our body, our health, our business, our clients. My clients feel seen, heard, and loved. That's why they appreciate me. That's why most of my clients stay long-term because they are feeling seen, heard, and they are feeling appreciated. I love that. Can we also talk a little bit about the concept of time? And how time works when you're trying to manifest something new. That whole concept of acting as if, or I don't know, maybe you explain it differently, but you understand what I'm asking? Yes, it's so fascinating because like that could be like another like hours of conversation, but Mm -hmm. the time it's really like irrelevant. When you think about it, when you do something that you really hate or you're really bored with, it takes like forever, like 10 minutes sound feels like an hour when you're doing something that really lights you up, that brings you joy. Like five hours seems like 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. It's so irrelevant. And the same happens when you're attracting something into your life. There are a lot of things happening in the back burner. I remember when I was shifting from my social media agency business, that was my first business into having a coaching one-on-one with women. I was, and also it was the time that I started today, who is my now husband. I was telling him that I truly believe in long lasting, loyal relationship. And I told him it takes time to connect with someone on a deeper level. And so they can sign up with you and work with you. And he was like, is that really truth? Is it possible that you can connect with someone instantly and they will trust you? I'm like, wow, I never thought about it this way. Two days later, I'm talking with the girl who we just, we were just like, we connected on Instagram, talking about Mm -hmm. Instagram. We connected Mm -hmm. on Instagram. I absolutely love her profile. She was in a group mentorship with a lady that I interviewed on my podcast. So we were like chatting about it. I'm like, hey, let's not be messaging back and forth. Can we jump on a call? Because I really genuinely wanted to learn more about her and her mentor it was such an amazing conversation. And we we're talking about books and morning routine. And she was like, okay, so how do I work with you? 
And she signed up for 12 months program with me after knowing me for two days. That was the first time that it happened. And it happened thanks to my husband shifting my perspective. Mm -hmm. So time, it's really irrelevant. If you believe that it takes long time to create something, then it will take a long time. But if you believe it can be easy and it can be fun and it can be fulfilling, then it will be. I'm not telling you that you will live with like butterflies and rainbows and everything will be like amazing. You will go through your waves and your growth and evolution. That's what we sign up for now. But your overall well-being is going to increase because you will be aligned with who you really are. I love that. That's great. What closing thoughts would you like to leave people with? I would love to remind them that it all starts with you. It all starts with you. Anywhere you want to go in your life, you take yourself with you. So make sure that you're always radically honest with yourself and start with yourself. You want to change your relationship. You want to change your habit. You want to change your life. You want to change your income. Start with you. Start believing in how beautiful and unique you really are. One quote that I love to say that I've created for me because I needed that mantra was, you're perfectly made for your purpose, which means that exactly the way you are, it's the way you were meant to come here. Not trying to change, not trying to fit, not trying to people please. The way you are, the way you see the world, it's needed. You are such a needed puzzle piece that without you, the world is not complete. And when we realize that, it's liberating and freeing. I love that. I love that. We could go on and on from there, but we will just have to have you on another time. Will you tell people how to find you and how to work with you? Absolutely. Like you probably guessed my favorite place, it's Instagram. I completely neglect Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) So I would be that person. I am on Instagram. I'm on my podcast, Unapologetically Abundant. And uh, to work with me right now, I'm focusing on my retreat that it's in April here in Tulum, where we live. We just finished one couple of weeks ago also here. So Tulum retreat in April. And I'm also absolutely obsessed with human design and breathwork. So those are like the mini sessions that you can take with me because I don't take any short-term clients anymore. I do only 12 months experiential program. So it's called Ascension Academy. So if people want to get like a taste of me and shift their life, the human design reading session or breathwork session are life-changing and stand on their own. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I really enjoyed talking with you. Thank you so much, Kim. I appreciate you. Thank you for joining me for season four of Power Up Your Performance. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend, rate, review, and follow. Dream big and get out there and explore.